Welcome to Sports Spectrum, the sports and faith podcast that brings Jesus back into the conversation. Here's your host, Jason Romano. This episode of the Sports Spectrum podcast with Vegas Golden Knights hockey player Ryan Carpenter is brought to you by Compassion International. It's $38 a month. We say it on every podcast because we mean it and because we believe in it. Compassion International, they do a great job at connecting you and me to those in need, children in need. And for just $38 a month, you can release a child from poverty by working through Compassion. Go to Compassion.com slash Sports Spectrum, and that $38 gives them food, education, medical care, all done in the name of Jesus. It's the most important thing that I do every single year, in my opinion, uh, with my money. $38, actually it's every single month. $38 a month, my wife, my daughter, myself, we sponsor a 13-year-old boy from Haiti, and we don't regret spending that money each month because we know where it's going and the difference that it's making. And you can make that difference as well. Go to Compassion.com slash Sports Spectrum, sponsor a child today. Today's guest on the podcast is Ryan Carpenter, He plays hockey in the NHL for the Vegas Golden Knights, and we don't have a lot of hockey players on this podcast, and I'd like to actually have a lot more, Uh, but I think the state of faith in the NHL, I don't think you know a lot of players who who are of faith, and so I was able to connect with Ryan and, and hear a little bit about his journey and just wanted to... Uh, I think get that story out there because there are a lot of guys in hockey, especially in the NHL, who love Jesus. And maybe it's not as prominent as maybe a football uh, team or player or even baseball or basketball, but hockey's got a lot of guys who love the Lord, and Ryan's one of them. And we're grateful to have him here on the podcast to hear about his journey uh, going from college in Bowling Green State University and then signing and playing in the NHL with the San Jose Sharks and then being waived in 2017, December of 2017, by San Jose and then claimed and picked up by the Vegas Golden Knights. And little did he know that the Vegas Golden, little did any of us know really, that the Vegas Golden Knights would go on this historic run as a expansion franchise. It was their first year in the NHL ever last year, and they made it all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals. An incredible story. Almost won the whole thing, uh, losing in five games to the Washington Capitals. It was probably the the craziest story that happened last year in the NHL was the Vegas Golden Knights run, maybe even in sports, the Vegas Golden Knights run to the championship. And Ryan was a part of that. So on this episode of the podcast, I love talking to Ryan, loved getting to know him, hearing about his journey and hearing about what it was like to be a part of that historic run in Las Vegas. So let's get right to it. Without further ado, here he is, Ryan Carpenter, center for the Vegas Golden Knights in the NHL, joining us here on the Sports Spectrum Podcast. Take a listen. Ryan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Jason. It is good to talk to you. The the 2018-2019 NHL season begins for your Vegas Golden Knights Thursday night, October 4th, at home against the Philadelphia Flyers. Ryan, what emotions come to mind when you think about being able to start your second full NHL season? What emotions come to mind? Got to be excitement, I would imagine. Yeah, it's hard to believe. Last year was a, a roller coaster for me and, and for my family, um, just going from San Jose and then to Vegas and not playing for a little bit and then getting in the lineup and then being a part of the run we had. But um, it was a really short summer. 
but uh, we, we have a couple different personnel, but we still have a lot of our, our core intact and the guys are excited to, to start the regular season. Ryan, give us an idea of what an off season in the NHL looks like training camp, uh, how much workouts you're doing in the off season. What does that look like for you uh, during an off season in the NHL? Of course, your off season was shorter having played in the Stanley Cup finals, but what does an NHL off season look like for a player? Yeah, so summer there's no uh, there's no mandatory workouts once you're kind of out of the rookie phase. Sometimes they have a rookie camp in the middle of the summer, but I'm I've been past that. Um, and so I was actually I stayed here in Vegas with my wife and son, and we we trained at the facilities, but it was totally optional. I could have went back home to Florida or could have trained anywhere I wanted to. Um, and they kind of check in with you and help you if you want a program or if you have your own trainer, they let you do that as well. But uh, yeah, we have. Uh, I think it was September 13th uh, training camp started and that day we do physicals and we have some physical testing uh, off the ice uh, just to kind of test how in shape we are. And then uh, we get on the ice the next day and training camp starts. So I think it probably felt like we only just had a few months and I try to take a few weeks off, uh, just let the body heal, let the mind uh, get a break and just be a dad for a little bit before I start training again. But yeah, it's um, it's a lot easier of a of a schedule. There's no there's no night workouts or, or night games and there's no real hard travel. So it was just a good relaxing summer for my family and I and looking forward to starting up now. You mentioned the word, let the body heal. Can you describe to me, and maybe you can't compare it to other sports. Maybe you can, if you played in high school or whatever, but explain to me the level of physicality that exists within a hockey game. You play the center position. So it's more of an offensive position versus a defenseman, which might be more of the the more even more physical type of play, but describe to me just what that physicality is like as a hockey player. Yeah, well, it's this 82 game schedule in the regular season, and then uh, playoffs. I think we played close to 20 games or so, and lot. those are more like every other day. So if we won a series early or the another series of the opponent we were playing, it seemed like we got a week off sometimes in playoffs, which was weird for the schedule. But then once when you start up, you're playing every other day. So practices really get a lot shorter. If at all, they become optional and you're really just taking care of your body and getting ready for the next game. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely a grind. And I came from college hockey where you play maybe 40 games a season. So you, you pretty much double it once you get to professional. You mentioned Florida as a home. Uh, how does a Florida boy get hooked on hockey? How does that happen? <laughs> my, uh, my, my dad's from Staten Island, New York, and he, he was a huge Rangers fan growing up. He never really played hockey, but he, he loved the Rangers and uh, I had older cousins that, that played roller hockey at the time. And so we'd always go up for Christmas up to New York and we'd be in my grandparents' basement. I think I was three or four or five, um, around that age. And I saw my cousins playing hockey and I think I just joined in, in the basement and, and that kind of started my, my love for it and played roller hockey. And there was a, there was a minor league professional team in Orlando, the Orlando solar bears that are actually still there today. And so that was a, a team I grew up as a little kid going to watch play. So that's how I fell in love with the game and has have been playing ever since. You make it to the NHL uh, in 2015 and play your first game December 11th, 2015 with San Jose. And then 2016, November 30th. I see I did my research here, Ryan. Pretty good, right? You, <laughs> yeah, scored, a- you scored your first NHL goal. So let's just go to that for a second. We'll talk about last season because I think that could be the whole podcast if we wanted to, <laughs> just how crazy last season was. But I'm just curious, that first goal that you score – in the NHL, November 30th, 2016. What do you remember about that game and exactly, you know, maybe where is the puck right now? I assume you have it, but tell me about that, that, 
scoring that first goal? Yeah, it was against the LA Kings. And when you're with the Sharks, the, the Sharks and Kings have been a rivalry on the West Coast um, in California. So it's always an intense physical game. And um, I forget what game of the season it was, but it was a quick little two-on-one that developed. And uh, I looked off the guy in the two-on-one and shot it quick five-hole. And I don't know, I think just pure excitement kind of came <laughs> over me. It was something, your first NHL game you dream of, and then getting your first goal you dream of too as a kid. So yeah, it was definitely a special memory. And it was cool to, my my wife wasn't there, but was watching. And, and uh, my parents too were watching on TV. So they uh, it was able to talk to them on the phone after and FaceTime them and, and sharing the joy of it. So you score that goal in November of 2016. A year later, you're on San Jose and, and kind of getting ready for that season and kind of going through uh, making the team. And suddenly you get the call that you're not going to be a San Jose Shark anymore. And you eventually get picked up by the Vegas Golden Knights. But walk us through what those last maybe two or three months were like for you of 2017 kind of the whirlwind, because I think a lot of people don't realize when you get waived and when you picked up by a new team, that doesn't just affect you. That affects your family, everyone. Uh, so take us through that. Walk us through those last three months of last year and kind of the whirlwind that took place. Yeah, I was, I mean, training camps are always super competitive and I was just excited. I made the the team with the Sharks and I got a decent amount of games to start the year. And just for whatever reason, they decided to give other guys a chance and and um, I was eventually kind of out of in and out of the lineup, um, getting healthy scratched games here or there. And then in the middle of December, they decided to put me on waivers, which essentially means if no other team claims me, I would just go down to the minor league team. And uh, for me, I don't know, I'm a, I was I was 26 at the time, 27 year old, 27 years old now. So not a not a younger prospect and feel like I, I was in a time of my career that I really needed to try and stick in the NHL and if not I might become just a minor league player um, and so when I got put on waivers it was a shock and there was a lot of uh, emotions going and just thoughts going through my head and my wife's head and when we loved it there in San Jose and, and we're planning on staying there and then it's just 24 hours where you have no idea what's going to happen you just mm -hmm. find out the next at 9 a.m. the next day and so um, we kind of just felt helpless my wife and I and we prayed a simple prayer. I don't know if it was from a book we read. It was just simple. We just said, God, surprise us. Because I really didn't even know what to pray for. <laughs> and um, I don't know, we were just kind of in a place where we we were really forced to go on our knees and, and trust in Jesus. And yeah. Um, yeah, and he surprised us. I mean, I didn't think I would have get picked up by Vegas, a, a team that had so much success and came here. And then I uh, probably didn't play for for a few weeks and didn't really get into the lineup consistently until after a month and a half or so, and then kind of became a regular in the lineup and, and, and went on the run we did with the, with the Vegas night. So God definitely did surprise Alexis and I, but in that moment, it was just tough with, with my career. And, and at that time too, you wrestle with, I mean, with your identity and you're, you're striving to, to make it and achieve your dreams, but also just realizing that you're a Christian first before a hockey player, just trying to wrestle with that. So um, it was definitely a, a tough time, but looking back, we, we grew a lot from it. We'll talk about uh, the Stanley Cup run in a minute because I think that's that's a neat story there with the Vegas Golden Knights. But you mentioned about your faith. We haven't really talked about that much yet, Ryan. So it is a faith in sports podcast. So why don't you just take us through your faith journey a little bit, um, where that started. Maybe at the moment you, you said yes to God and started walking with the Lord. Take us through that. Yeah, so my 
long story short, I just grew up in a home going to church every day. And um, I, I think I had a relationship with Jesus when I was younger. I was confirmed in a Lutheran church. Um, but I really didn't understand what that looked like and um, like the day to day. And I moved away from home when I was 16 years old to, to play hockey. And I think that's when I was kind of away from the protection of my parents and, and the rules and the values they had. And, um, and I think that's when I just started to look more and more like the world and the way I was living my life. And that kind of continued on. I was living this double life, you could say, where around my parents and church on Sunday, you wouldn't know. Uh, I just looked like everyone else and fit in and, and knew how to be a Christian. But then the rest of the week, it just didn't really, Jesus did, didn't really apply to my life and he wasn't a part of my life. Um, and so just through this journey, uh, I was, I played junior hockey. So I was 19 and 20 years old before I went to college and I was in Sioux City, Iowa, and we got into some trouble as a team. And I remember our coach challenging us to, to go to church. Uh, he figured we needed it. And so I kind of took that challenge and that, that was, I think the point in my journey where I, I wasn't going to church anymore because of my parents, but I was going to check it out for myself. And it was weird, whatever the pastor was sharing that Sunday, it didn't matter what it was, but the Holy Spirit would just be convicting me of the sin in my life and that double life I was living and, and trying to hide and, and trying to mask. And so I would just feel this conviction every time I went. And for some reason, I just kept going back and um, it kind of led to me going my freshman year. I started going to a church and and uh, started going to a Bible study and they had a fellowship of Christian athletes on campus too. And I think it was just a combination of of having uh, having having godly friends in my life and and uh, pers- learning who Jesus was. And there was a a moment in my freshman year where I'm talking to the pastor in the student union, and that same conviction I would get in church I was starting to get then. Mm-hmm. And I just in, in uh, being a man, it's tough to show weakness. But um, I started kind of confessing to him my sin and um, stuff in my past that I just felt so so uh, ashamed of and so guilty for, and so condemned for. And uh, I was expecting him to be upset with me or surprised, and he wasn't. And he just, he shared Jesus with me and the story of the gospel and and uh, how Jesus died and rose again. And I'd heard that so many times, um, but but Christ's forgiveness and, and the hope um, of a new life with him, it finally, I finally understood that. And I believe that, and I wanted that. And from that day on, my freshman year, I was, I was all in for him. Um, of course, there's been ups and downs. It's been a journey, but um, that's when God really changed my heart and gave me a new heart and desire to to walk with Him and to enjoy Him. So, um, so yeah, God kind of changed my life my freshman year in in college, and then that's that's probably been six, seven years that was, since then. That was at Bowling Green State, right? That you went to for college? Yeah, Bowling Green State University. And so, because you're so young, I, I forget that. In hockey, it's very common for a 15 and 16 year old to go play juniors, right? Especially the elite players to go yeah. move out of their house and kind of be on their own. That's awful young to sort of have life be thrown at you. You know, it doesn't sometimes happen until 18, 19, 20 years old. Uh, do you look back now and as, as, a, as that is a good thing or is that something obviously for your pro career, it's a good thing because you start out, you know, as quickly as you can, but or is there something that makes you think, wow, I was so young, just had no idea? Yeah, I mean, a, kind of a combination of both. I think yeah. 
I would totally do it again. And, and the way my parents raised me, I mean, they raised me to know Jesus and walk with Jesus. But they, at the end of the day, it was my decision. And so I had that that great, that great, uh, I guess, foundation from, from home that always stood with me. Um, and I think led to me coming back to, to Christ, but yeah, it's tough being 16 and, and having some freedom and, and not having mom and dad around and, and I don't know, not being part of a church and a combination of all those things definitely make it tough. Um, but again, to play hockey and then being in Florida too, it's not necessarily a hockey hotbed. And so yeah. I kind of knew at a younger age, I'd have to go away. Um, if I wanted to, to play in college, that was my dream. And, um, and so it ended up working out. But, yeah, it was definitely definitely some uh, tribulation along the way. We're talking to Ryan Carpenter here from the Vegas Golden Knights on the Sports Spectrum podcast. Ryan, that faith that you have, you get to pro hockey, we'll say, uh, and then eventually the NHL. And suddenly, you know, the grind, right, the long season. And it starts October 4th this year for you. And it goes, heck, hopefully it'll go all the way back to June again like last year that's a long time to be playing hockey and being ingrained in your sport. So how do you stay grounded in the Lord during a long season like that? How do you incorporate your faith, you know, sort of as a hockey player each day? What does that look like? Are there daily disciplines? Are there chapel? Uh, what does that look like for you? Yeah, it's like a little bit of all those things. Um, for me, I'm a, I'm like a morning person guy. If I have some Jesus time in the morning, whether that's just praying or reading my Bible, it seems to start my day right. And I just seem to uh, stay connected with him and aware of him throughout the day uh, when I'm playing and when I'm with my teammates or whatever, or with my wife and, and son. Um, so that's, that's what kind of works for me. I know everyone seems to be different. Uh, we have chapel. Um, it seems like once a week or every other week I'm involved. FCA Hockey has a cool ministry that uh, we do kind of like Skype FaceTime calls. It's uh, we use Zoom and mm-hmm. we're able to go through a book with uh, other pro hockey players and just talk about what you're going through and the ups and downs of a season and be praying for each other and encouraging each other. And so I think that's that's one of the coolest things, just knowing that there's other other believers and, and other guys who love Jesus and are walking with him. And I think just hearing stories and hearing guys be bold in their faith or hearing guys uh, even going through adversity, I think it just it strengthens each other, and that's been uh, something that's really helped me in my pro career. A couple of people I've talked to who know hockey really well uh, inside the circles have said that they've heard, again, you never know if it's true, that many NHL guys maybe don't like to talk about their faith because it can be looked at maybe as a weakness. Is that something that you see or, or even had have in, with conversations with other believers in the league? Is that something that might be prevalent? And if so, or if not, I should say, then what is the state of faith in the NHL? Yeah, the the culture, I think it, it, it does seem a little different than other pro sports with guys being outspoken about about um, the relationship with Jesus. And yeah. um, it could just be where guys are raised if they're born more in the raised more in the Bible Belt or more. There's a lot of European and a lot of Canadian. So it just depends on how a lot of times how guys are raised. Um, but guys are definitely open to, to talking about what they believe, whether they believe in Christ or they have other other thoughts. I feel like most guys are open to talking about it. Unless if you're not if you're not forceful, if you're just just having a conversation, and not don't have an agenda with them. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it does seem uh, like it doesn't seem like there's as many uh, Christian hockey players and guys who are outspoken about their faith as maybe compared to to baseball or football. Is that a is that just a I don't know a, a perception, not a reality in the sense of maybe from afar it looks that way, but you have this conversation, you're on this Zoom call, um, and you're still new. You're only playing in your second 
yeah. you know, full season. So maybe you, you can't even speak to to uh, too well of that just yet because you've only been in the league, you know, a little over a year or so full, you know, regularly. But is that something that maybe is just more of a perception but not reality when you see some of these guys that maybe they're not wearing Jesus shirts and wearing a Bible, you know, and, and yeah. shaking a Bible in people's faces, but they are, you know, rooted in their faith. No, yeah, I mean, even on our team, there's a few guys that uh, definitely have definitely have faith and and are definitely interested in growing in their relationship with Christ. Um, so yeah, maybe it does just look a little different with guys not being out as outspoken. But yeah, and again, what you said too about it looking as a weakness, I think, I've, I don't know if I've experienced that. I've heard of that before too, that it can be viewed as a weakness. But I just think there's so many people in the Bible that were just warriors <laughs> and uh, just men of character, but they just battled so hard. And so I don't, I don't really feel like I have to prove that wrong, but I think you can be a man of character, but a man that just goes to war every day and battles. There's something um, that's, I mean, not that's good and competing and, and working hard. And that's, that's honorable. And I think people, it seems like even there's a lot of, a lot of tough guys in the league um, that actually have, there's more of those kind of guys, the guys that fight and the guys that are the, the tougher guys in the NHL that actually have faith. So you would think maybe it'd be the opposite, but the, the guys who are the toughest I actually do love Jesus. And you had to be careful, too. You, you can't come in sort of a new player, especially if you get waved and picked up. And we're going to talk about that story in a second with the Vegas Gold Knights. Like, you can't come in there and just be like, all right, let's go. Who wants to hear about Jesus? Like, you have to kind of acclimate yourself and, and get to know the guys a little bit. I would assume that's how it looked like for you, right? And, you, you know, you, you got to know the time and the place to to – even be a little open about your faith because you're in a brand new culture in a brand, in a brand new place. Yeah. Whenever you're part of a brand new team and, and guys are established. Um, yeah. You, there's like a balance, right? you you don't want to just do things just to fit in and you want to be bold, but you also want to be respectful yeah. and uh, you want just, you want Jesus to lead you in those situations. But yeah, I think, I think guys know where I stand on a lot of things. And um, I think outside the rink, the more you just hang out with guys and you go to dinner on the road and you're on the planes I think just talking about life and, and talking and relating to guys, I think it just naturally will come up in conversations, and that's when it's cool to, to talk about it. But, yeah, being a new guy, sometimes it can be intimidating, and even if you're if you're not playing, I know sometimes I struggle just to be a, a little quieter and not get in guys' ways if I, if I wasn't in the lineup. Um, well, plus, you know, I guess I was just thinking about this as I'm saying it. When you go to Vegas – that's a brand new team too. <laughs> so there's guys there, even though they have been there three, four months that it's still brand new. The whole, I mean, it was an expansion team last year. So the whole idea of whatever Las Vegas hockey is in the NHL was still being sort of cultivated and put together as you're arriving there. Um, so, yeah. so, so let's take that, that sort of, let's turn the page to that. And you arrive in Vegas. You said it took you about a month or so to really get into the lineup a few weeks to get playing. And then the improbable happens. And it's, like I said, an expansion team that goes on a run all the way to the Stanley Cup finals. So tell me about what that experience was like and maybe just when you started noticing that something good was happening, something special, I say, even better than good, was happening from last year. Yeah. Well, I think anytime you have a goalie like Marc-Andre Fleury, I think you, you have that belief in your room that you can win. It's true. Um, and it was amazing how good he was for us in the playoffs. And then, yeah, I mean, Vegas was the real deal. I mean, I remember playing against them um, with San Jose and our coach told us, hey, like 
I know they're an expansion team, but they're beating teams now. Like they're not surprising teams anymore. Yeah. So I know it was new and, and people doubted that maybe we could win in playoffs, but I think it was that, that underdog chip on your shoulder kind of mentality that we took on. And that's the culture we're still trying to create and the attitude we're trying to have that I think was kind of a, kind of the, the whole reason for the success we had last year. But yeah, I mean, I think, I think even that first playoff series, a lot of people doubted us, but I think in that room there was a really strong belief. Um, and keeping that chip on your shoulder keeps you hungry and you kind of play with a little extra motivation. So it's the first time you're playing in the Stanley Cup playoffs and then eventually the finals. And everybody says, even the casual sports fan will say, it's must-see TV, and it really is because every game means so much. Did you feel that as a player, that every game it just meant so much and the pressure – uh, to win in the playoffs is much different than, than the regular season. Did you feel that? Yeah, and I think it was different. Our team, I mean, we really, on the outside, there was no expectations of us, and so it seemed like there was no pressure. And I think our coach, just being the leader of our team, did a really good job of just getting that message across, like, hey, guys, it's just another game, rather than uh, being tense or being uptight or, or overthinking the situation. So I think we respected our opponents but just stuck to our game and didn't, didn't overcomplicate it but yeah you could feel the intensity in the games the physicality and just just playing in a series seven game or possibly seven games against an opponent it's easy to beat a team once but tough to beat them four times in a in a series yeah and you saw that obviously you get to the stanley cup finals an improbable run uh and fall a little short losing to the capitals in five games but just describe for us that experience right playing in the championship of all championships, right? Like if you're a hockey player, that's where you want to be in the Stanley Cup Finals. And you're there in your first full season. What was that like, the pressure, the atmosphere, all of it? Yeah, it was, um, it was, it was amazing. It was my, my memory of it now is, is losing and just being competitive. I just can't stand to lose. I love to win. And, <laughs> I understand. And so that, that always makes it tough losing. But um, hats off to the Capitals. They deserved it. And yeah, I mean, it was a heck of an experience special for me and, and for my family. And um, when you when you go on a run like that, there's just a, a bond with your with your teammates and and just that that unity among the guys. Um, and again, that hunger, I guess, to go back and get there again, but have a different result. So, um, yeah, it was special and would love to be back there again. It just shows how hard it is to win a title. Right. I mean, the capital is it, you know, for Ovi and those guys like it took it took them forever. And it just shows you how difficult, I mean, you walk through that, right? So it's, it's really, it's a sign because you won game one and then didn't win another. That's so difficult to win a, chi- a title, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And um, there's so much momentum that happens in a series and so much that goes into it. And sometimes series are a lot closer than what they seem to. I mean, some, like hockey's a game of inches and sometimes the bounces go your way and other times they don't. Or just uh, sometimes you're capitalizing on your chances and other times you're not. So um, you got to get hot at the right time, and we just seemed we seemed to kind of cool off at the wrong time. But um, it was still a, a heck of a run, and yeah, Stanley Cup playoffs are awesome. It's an absolute battle. Well, like you said, I mean, three of your four losses in the finals were by one goal, two goals, and one goal. So I mean, yeah. it's it's a lot like baseball in that sense too. Uh, when you you lose, you know, you score, you give up one run or a goal, and that could mean the difference later on, and then. You know, you lose in five games, but really that series is a close series. So if you watch the whole series, you know this wasn't, you know, just the Capitals rolling over the Golden Knights. This was actually a really good series. I don't want to spend too much more time on it. I completely <laughs> understand. Yeah. It is, it is it's a sour taste in your mouth, and that's why we're excited for the 2000, 
2018-2019 season, Ryan. Let me just close it with a couple sort of rapid-fire fun questions for you, some on the ice and a few uh, maybe related to your faith. So let's start with on the ice, that wow, welcome to the NHL moment for you. Do you remember that, whether it was, you know, you were on the ice against one of the legends of the game or, uh, you know, somebody hits you and you're like, okay, this is a little different, or it was travel <laughs> or riding on a, a team plane. What was it what, which was for you that sort of, Oh my gosh, welcome to the NHL. I'm here. Um, I don't know if there was any one moment. I think playing against certain stars or even playing with guys that you grew up watching with the Sharks, it was Joe Thornton and even guys like Burns and Pavelski. These guys are big names in hockey, super successful careers. And uh, to be on a team with them in the locker room with them, it's um, you're kind of in awe at first. You don't really want to be. You want to keep playing your game, but um, you respect those guys and just see how hard they work. Um, it's truly amazing. What's your favorite moment as a hockey player? Could be college, pro, even juniors. What's your favorite moment? Uh, favorite moment. I'm trying to think. Favorite moment. I don't know. Probably this year, just the run we went on. Um, I don't know if there's any one game or one play, but just this whole season we went on. Um, I could have never, could have never imagined it when I came, and um, it was truly special. Okay, a couple of faith-related questions to close here. The Bible okay. verse that you cling to. I know on your Instagram page you have Romans 5.8. Maybe that's the answer. But what is maybe a life verse or a Bible verse that you kind of cling to and you keep close to you? Yeah, I love that verse. I love in Matthew 6, it says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Um, I think in a time like training camp, and it's competitive, I think, I can start worrying about what's going to happen or even my contract's up in another year and I can start thinking about that. Um, but just it keeps me grounded to, to seek Jesus and seek his kingdom and, and seek just trying to keep impacting lives with the platform he's given my wife and I and, and then he'll be faithful and he'll take care of what he, he'll have us where, he, where we need to be. All right, last question. What is the Lord teaching you right now? What are you learning from God the season you're in, season of life that you're in? You're a dad to a 15-month-old boy, little Bo, married to Alexis. You're getting ready for your second full NHL season. What have you been learning for the, from the Lord during this time of life? Uh, I don't know. When I'm being married and now having a kid, I realize how much more selfish I am. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which is like the negative, and then I just... I think I just realized how good God is to me, just how faithful he is to me. Uh, in Philippians 1, 6, it says, he who started a good work in you will bring it to completion upon the day of Christ. And that just that just reminds me that God not only saves me, but he's going to keep changing me into his image every day. Um, and he's not going to give up on me. And so those days where I feel like I've completely blown it, whether being a dad or a husband or in hockey, whatever it may be, I just know God's grace is enough, but he's just going to keep changing me and he's not letting go of me. He is Ryan Carpenter, Vegas Golden Knights Center. The season kicks off Thursday, October 4th, the NHL season 2018-2019 season. The Golden Knights trying to get back to the Stanley Cup Finals and maybe win it this year. So we'll be rooting for Ryan and his team and watching him the rest of the year and just appreciate you, Ryan, for joining us here on the podcast. Maybe we'll get you back in the playoffs if you guys make it and get on that run and hopefully uh, make a great run towards the, the Stanley Cup next year. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Jason. Thanks for having me on. And we do thank Ryan Carpenter for joining us here on the Sports Spectrum Podcast. Ryan, a part of the Vegas Golden Knights, and the NHL season kicks off tomorrow night, October 4th, for the Vegas Golden Knights. They're at home against the Philadelphia Flyers. If you find yourself near Las Vegas, 
from what I hear, it is an awesome experience to go see a hockey game in Vegas and see those Golden Knights play. So make sure you check that out. We're also thankful to Ryan for, for just being open and transparent about his faith and about his journey through uh, faith in the Lord and kind of accepting Christ as his savior and uh, wish him nothing but the best as he goes into his second full season in the NHL this year with the Vegas Golden Knights. We thank Ryan for joining us here on the podcast. We also thank Compassion International for sponsoring us, sponsoring this podcast. Just the work that they do is so important. We're talking about every child being discipled in the Word of God and over 150,000 children coming to know and follow Christ in the last year alone because of the work being done by Compassion International and the impact that you can make on a child's life by sponsoring them. You sponsor a child for $38 a month, the most trusted child development ministry in the world. That's Compassion and you provide a child what they need, the, the basic essentials, education, medical care, food, vocational training as they get older, and the opportunity to know Christ. Make a difference right now. Go to Compassion.com slash Sports Spectrum, Compassion.com slash Sports Spectrum, and sponsor a child today. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Reach us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all the social medias. Of course, we'd love to have you take a screenshot of this podcast and share it on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, wherever you think you'd like to share it in your circle of influence on social media. We'd also love for you to leave a review on Apple iTunes podcast. Just go to the Apple iTunes app, click on Sports Spectrum in the area where it says leave a review. Just click that and leave a review for the podcast. Whatever you think, if it's good, bad, indifferent, we'd love to have you review the podcast and let people know what you think of the stories that we're bringing you on the intersection of sports and faith. We also want you to check out our website, sportspectrum.com. That's where all of our content is found, including these podcasts, daily devotionals, every day at 6 a.m., articles, stories, videos, all on the intersection of sports and faith from athletes to coaches to former athletes. Recently, we even did a story on a young 14-year-old, 13-year-old boy who's in middle school, takes his Bible to school every day, and every Wednesday leads a Bible study at his middle school in the morning before classes start, 13 years old, making an impact for the kingdom. That's the stories that we love to bring here at Sports Spectrum. Check them all out, sportspectrum.com. You can also subscribe to our magazine. It's just $18 for an entire year, really a great deal. And you get five issues of the Sports Spectrum magazine delivered right to your door. It's a great outreach tool, a great opportunity for you to share these stories in a non-confrontational way with someone that you know that maybe needs to hear about what Jesus is doing in the world of sports. And you can use it at a, a men's retreat, at a a youth group, at a church, at school, wherever you think this magazine can make an impact. We want you to get it, and then we want you to share it after you read it and help others read these stories on sports and faith. Thanks for joining us here on this episode of the Sports Spectrum Podcast. We hope you'll continue to tune in, tell others about the intersection of sports and faith, and we'll see you next time right here on Sports Spectrum. Sports Spectrum.